welcome to the Chelsea Fancast Friday night preview show, uh, which is a very different show than the Monday show, but nevertheless, it is the Chelsea Fancast. But it's our, our chance to kind of, well, you know, catch up with the news of the week in the Chelsea world uh, and then have a look ahead to the weekend's game, which, of course, this weekend is West Ham. Well, actually, it's on Monday night, but that's another story uh, in itself. Um, as always, we will have a guest from the uh, opposition camp, uh, and tonight it will be uh, actually I, I'll ask him this when he comes on I think he, he technically might be our boss uh, because he works for uh, Football Fancast for Snack Media but he does his own podcast called We Are West Ham and his name is James Jones and I think the last time I saw him I was getting very 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 drunk with him at the Football Blogging Awards but I'm not sure if that's just a hazy memory again he may well know the answer to that one now, do we have uh, to touch the forelock, then, Chidge? Do we have to behave in an obsequious manner? No, just well, you, you and I can't touch our forelocks. No, exactly. Greatest Good. respect. Good. Nobody Indeed. knows. Indeed. Nobody knows, Clayton. It's so the radio. Jonathan couldn't wait for me to introduce himself, so he's introduced himself, in fact. So, hello, Jonathan. Hello. How are you? Uh, uh, fatigued, but, yeah. um, but in the moment. Good, good. Clayton, the, the lovely Clayton Beer. I tell you, it's always a delight to see your your face on the old zoomage. You're you're what your pate? I thought you were. No, gonna it's say always on. lovely to see him because he's because see Clayton has got got a wonderfully calming demeanour. Oh, Thank you. We've got and the, good evening and hello. Look, as always, Clayton, it's lovely to see you. Um, did you have fun with the London is Blue Boys? What did they call you? The Stepford Wives' Choice. No, it was very funny, actually. Um, I can't remember the exact term, but Brandon, when he was referring to my, uh, my, obviously, what's it? The fact that I'd been going to Chelsea before they'd been born, um, I was. He called me an elder. Did he? You are. You know, an elder. A founder. Tribesman. Elder tribesman. Yeah. No, it was fun. They, they're good lads. Um, it, it wasn't fun that they forgot to record it first time round, so we had to do it again no way way no way and it's only because i'm such a lovely chappy yeah i i did it again they're, they're were, lovely were you different well. in the second one now you knew what was going to happen no it's it's a very weird experience because you're basically we it was slightly different the second time round, but we all agreed the first time was much better yeah. Oh well, there we go. Um, I didn't know that. I'm, I hope you charge them double. Anyway, that's all I'm saying. Yes, we do. Uh, right. So we've got to pick up on the news this week, which means we really do need to start with the Wolves game, which was utterly, utterly annoying and frustrating. Um, yeah, I mean, goodness me. I mean, you know, I, I, Frank was pissed off afterwards in the presser. So that was for sure, and, I, and I'm sure we all felt much the same. I think, you know, if I was to kick the ball rolling on this, um, for me, it was, uh, you know poor game management and again Frank alluded to that saying they knew they were going to be a counter-attack team so why did you play to their strengths by giving the ball away in the last minute I mean it's very gutting isn't it to lose a game in the last minute JK I mean I think that adds to the rub salt in the wound doesn't it a bit yeah but we hadn't looked as if we looked as if we might give the ball away in the last minute it was a kind of sort of um there was an appalling inevitability about it. I know that um, Clayton, you said I think on Twitter that it was you know this is Chelsea. You have to uh, accept that. But um, I, I, I don't. I don't accept it. I think it was dreadful, and I think those last two games have been unbelievably poor. No, I disagree um, with the Everton one. I think Everton were very good, but we were poor. No, no, Wolves. we talked about this. I disagree with you. So um, I think they were poor. This in isn't London is blue, mate. We don't get to do the show all over again. I'm sorry. I said, this is not London no, is heard, Blue. Heard, we don't get to do the show no, all over I thought, again. I thought we lived in an environment here on the Chelsea Fancast where I was allowed to disagree with no. you without you having saying no. Oh, no, no, you can disagree no with me. In but a I'm dictatorial saying, way. Let's not relitigate the show that we litigated on Monday. Well, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just saying that um, I, I thought they were, we've had two dreadful performances. And you, you were saying that Everton were really good. Somebody even on, on uh, Twitter said... Um, uh, no, Wolves are very good. And I said, I wonder what game you, you were watching. Wolves were dreadful. The fact that we, we, we lost to a side who were absolutely clueless and we should have taken them to the cleanest, but we were clueless. 
We didn't attempt any in exactly the same way as the Everton game. We made exactly the same mistakes. We didn't try anything through the middle. We just pumped high balls into the centre. That, uh, that is a fascinating point, actually. You know, and, and that I found, you know, particularly irritating, Clayton, because we we did... I mean, I having said we won't relitigate Monday's show, I'm now going to relitigate it, of course. But we, we were saying that it was really a bit of a stupid tactic, you know, crossing all the time for one striker, which was Giroud, when you were playing against four centre-backs. Now, we weren't playing against four centre-backs, but I thought, I thought, again, you know, Nuno Espirito Santo is a very good manager in my book, and they've been playing at four of the back all season, which has apparently been, you know, a cause of some of their poor performances and results. He went back to three at the, uh, at the week, uh, you know, in, 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 on Tuesday against us which is what they were very successful with last season. So they, they, they must have learned from the Everton game, I think. And again, we were lumping balls into the box and, you know, Giroud's not going to, you know, that's hard when you're on, on your own as a centre-forward when you're up against three centre-backs, Clayton. Yeah, I, I just sort of, <clears throat> I'm not going to disagree with Jonathan, but I'm going to disagree with Jonathan. We weren't poor in the first half against Wolves. We we just weren't. We We were much better than them. We basically uh, created quite a few chances. I'd like to remind you that Oli Giroud missed an absolute open goal from a corner. Um, Zuma hit the crossbar. Um, We were denied a penalty, which was baffling because it was a blatant handball and has been given in so many other games it, it it really wasn't talked about at all but it, it basically hit the guy's hand uh so we should have been leading at half time i mean i don't i mean i thought it was a great improvement on everton because everton we were just a little bit off off the pace so yeah but, but what sort of happened was we scored and then we sat back mm. which we shouldn't do we should never do um and then, I, in my opinion, the game is dreadfully mismanaged from the sidelines. Okay. I just it, one of the was... other things he, he seemed to get completely wrong was that clearly the um, uh, the Chilwell Pulisic Mount um, setup on the left worked excellently in the first half, and then yeah. he put Pulisic on the other side, and then it was and never never stuck him back on the left again. So that and Pulisic disappeared. But, but you know, do but you think do you yeah. think that's not the players on the pitch who swap round? Do you think they're actually told? He they're did. Told he said he said so today in the presser. Oh, did he? Yeah. No, I didn't hear the presser today. Yeah, yeah. And he made. Did a somebody ask him? Yeah, I think so. I, I've, I haven't. I didn't see it. I've just read up on it, and apparently he said that. Which but is... I, I just thought, yeah. I mean, I, I agree, but I, I just thought he got his. I won't say got his substitutions wrong. I just think they were made at the wrong times and. You know, you could see, I mean, I know we're going to talk about Werner and, and Havertz, but you could see that Werner was was very unhappy and having a dreadful game. And I I would have hauled him off um, with about 10 minutes to go and put on Billy Gilmore to give us a little bit more, or even put on Jorginho to, to sit in front of the back four. Um, I mean, Matthew Apson said when... <laughs> Wolf scored. Nobody saw that coming. Uh, I think every single Chelsea fan saw it coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did he really say that? He said nobody saw that coming. I must have missed that. That's outrageous. I mean, I think there were other factors too. I mean, I, I think my biggest concern was the was the the, the poor game management. I've, I've I've just written a piece for uh, Football London, who will probably not put it up as usual. But um, oh, that was a bit catty, wasn't it? Anyway. But that was it was all about the fact that, you know, linking into what Frank was saying about uh, failing tests and the need to pass tests. And, you know, it was interesting, wasn't it? Everton was a game we shouldn't have lost. We should have found a way to dig out a, at least a draw in that. Uh, but this was also a game that we, you know, that a point at Wolves would have been no disgrace because they are a decent side, I think. But they should never have lost that match. It was criminal, you know, allowing them to get a, a breakaway goal on the last minute, knowing full well that that's what Wolves specialise in. I think there's a really interesting issue that you're both picking up on, which you know I, I think we will come back to when we preview uh, the West Ham game. But there, there, there is a, I think there's a balance issue. You know, I mean, we had the issue with Havertz playing on the wing, which doesn't really work. 
you know, Werner can play on the wing and is quite happy to do so. But I do wonder in certain matches, it's better to have, you know, his pace going through the middle or actually more to the point, the balance that really, really worked was when we had um, Ziyech, Tammy in the middle, Werner on the left. And since Ziyech has been, I mean, maybe Ziyech is a much bigger player for us, JK, than we thought he was. He hasn't really played that much, but he, he has been impressive when he has played. And maybe uh, he brings I, balance to it. Yeah, he, he, I think he's excellent and he contributes. But I, I, I think there's something deeper than that going on because Werner just wandered about. Well, I think he's blowing out of his arse, as, as I think a lot of them were. That's another point I wanted to make, really. But they did look rather tired. There wasn't that kind of well, vim and I'd, vigor I'd that you that normally to, get. I'd love that to be the reason. I'd love that to be the reason, Chidge. I just thought it was. Oh come on, J.K. Just just think just think back. How many weeks ago? Probably quite a few weeks. The two goals that Werner scored against Stoke. Yeah, wonderful. Stoke, Stoke Southampton. Uh, yeah, that's my point. Sure. It's Southampton. He's wonderful. He's a wonderful but, player. But yeah. if he wanders about and doesn't do anything and just looks as if he's not interested, what are we supposed to think? Are we supposed to think that he's tired? I mean, t- tell me. I don't Frustrated. know. Is, is he tired? Is I he don't not, know, but is, somebody is he... put this on, on Twitter and I actually think it's a really, really valid point that Werner's form has fallen off a cliff since Oli Giroud's been in the side. Mm. Which is what he I'm was, saying. Tammy yeah, and him linked up really well. He was much better with Tammy. Yeah. Because they work better together. But is that yeah. a personality thing? What no, is that? It's a football that... thing, I think. No, but it can't. It, it, surely, you as a player, you don't. You make an effort. You don't look. You don't. You're, it's not a question of form. I mean, he's completely not involved. He's just. It's. It's. You know, form is when somebody's. Inv- they. They. They get it. They get stuck in, and nothing. Nothing happens. He hardly touched the ball. He didn't do anything. That's not form. Is that sulking? What is it? Is that? That's something else going on for me. That's not anything to do. Or maybe with... he hates Frank and he wants to leave or something. No, I no, I know, but I'd, I'd like. Who knows? Perhaps you're right. Perhaps he maybe, hates maybe, you. Maybe he's shagged somebody else's girlfriend. Yeah, and it's indeed, all indeed. Off maybe it's that, room. or maybe maybe, maybe Q and On have got into him or something. Yeah, perhaps he's got some. Yeah, mm. some. Perhaps he's become. He's perhaps he's had the vaccine. Maybe he's become... been. Maybe he's been taken over by an alien life form. You know, JK, perhaps he's had the vaccine. Support become... Spurs. He's become Bill Gates. Perhaps yeah. it's that. I don't know. You know but well, this is the no. quality stuff that everybody's paying for. You don't get Chelsea this fans. anywhere yeah, else. Yeah, if, yeah, yeah, yeah they, don't, they don't. But, no, but seriously, seriously, I thought he was, if he was absolutely wasn't involved. He hardly touched the ball. What? What's that about? <laughs> no, you the, make the, yourself, the, the you rea- go and get the ball. The reality you? You is, something. The, the reality is, yeah, well, you, you might, but the reality is everybody's different. <laughs> and I want him to as no, well. No, mate, I've sulked on a football pitch. I mean, you know, the, I think the point I'm really trying to make, the serious point I'm trying to make, JK is that we don't really know and we can't know no of course not but you know these these players you know I've had this argument with you many many times these they're not robots okay they're professional sportsmen and they're elite and they're very good at what they do but they are human and and we we can't see that you know we can't see that you know close up so we don't know what's going on for them I'm allowed to comment on the fact that they play wonderfully and he plays wonderfully yeah. and runs the game. And then suddenly the team for two matches um, play like yeah. absolute idiots. Personally, do you and know what? Rather than, rather than going top yeah. of the league, which we thought they were going to, and we prophesied, they've become a, a, a completely different team. Personally, I think he's knackered and I think he's in a run of poor form and it happens oh, with strikers. Okay, but with, 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 with several others at the same time. And that can happen too. Okay. I mean, well, you know, they I, they had a bad day at the office on 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 uh, Saturday and Tuesday. I think there's no doubt about that. Let's let's move on because we've got we've only got a few minutes, and I really do want to talk about the uh, the uh, the other big news of this week, which is which is obviously the Champions League draw, um, which we kind of got to. <clears throat> we couldn't really include it in on, on Monday's show because we had a lot to talk about. I have to say, bloody typical UEFA and their their hot balls. I mean, I I do think Clayton that this was the the worst possible draw for us because I think they're a very good side. It's easy to think that they've faded a bit since you know they got to the Champions League final, but they're they're top of La Liga. They've lost once in twenty seven games there. The interesting thing is, mate, their Champions League form has not been as good as their La Liga form. Um, they got walloped by Bayern Munich in their first match four nil. Um, they beat uh, Salzburg for uh, 3-2 at home. And every other game was very classically Atletico Madrid. You know, 
There was a 1-1 draw. Uh, they drew one all with Bayern at home. There was a 0-0 draw with Lokomotiv Moscow, and then they beat Salzburg 2-0. So not massively impressive in, in the Champions League. But, I, you know, that's classic Atletico Madrid in a way, isn't it? Group stages, they did enough. They don't care. They'll fancy their chances against anybody. Um, so I was a bit downhearted about that. But maybe we shouldn't really be as downhearted as I'm thinking. Maybe we're a match for anybody on our day when we turn up. Well, I think that that that's that's a point when we turn up. Um, no, it's, it was the worst draw we could have got. Uh, they are the they are exactly the team that we struggle against. The you know the we low beat block. Them last time we we beat them last time though. We we, we beat them away. That's correct. And we, and and we drew it, at home. We drew a, we drew at home. Group stages no, though, it, not knockout. That's true. That's true. Uh, last time we played them would have been in the semi-final when they beat us. Three-one at home, wasn't in it? In the knockout, yeah. Certain uh, Mr. Costa, I believe, scored from the penalty he spot did that indeed. night. He did indeed. No, I, I, I think it's, I think it's awful. But by the same token, you know, I, I, it's so difficult to predict. What is it? Three months' time? Two and a half months' time? I think Frank made that statement in one of the presses. He said it's going to be a will be a completely different team by then, as will they. He said. Yeah, so I, I think it's impossible. I mean, you know, ultimately, yes, I, I would rather not have had them. But by the same token, you know, if we would have got say a, a Munch and Glad back, and everybody said, "Oh, well, that's good," um, you know, and, and sort of relax and thought, "Oh, we're through," and then taken them too lightly, and then been knocked out. I th- listen. I think if we're going to win it. And we've got as good a chance as anybody. You know, we've got a really good squad, and it might be that sort of in two, three months' time, Havertz is is playing out of his skin, Werner's back to his best. Um, and and I, I mean, you have to look at it from their point of view. They won't exactly be jumping up and down that they got us either. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that's occurred to me, and you mentioned this, uh, Clayton. Uh, I think I think it's funny, isn't it? Because if this had come before the Everton match I might not have thought this so much but I think one of the areas and this was very much the tenet of my article actually one of the areas where I think we have to improve JK I think this the side that we've got have got an abundance of talent that I think you know arguably they could be one of the most talented bunch of players we've seen at the club but what they don't have is experience and now so they don't know how to dig out a result and I can see you know I think I described Atletico Madrid that you know if, if we can't beat you know, if we if we succumb to a team like Everton who use every dirty trick in the book, Atletico Madrid are the Zen masters of that. And that's what worries me. They're gnarly old bastards and they'll do everything they can to win. And I think our group of players just haven't quite got the experience to really cope with that and dig a result out against teams like that. Well, perhaps he might um he might select those who are more gnarly for the fixture. <laughs> who would that be in the <laughs> squad? Tell me who that is, mate, because I don't know if we have them or not. Dave. Dave, yeah, Dave's been around the block. Silver, actually, you know, that his presence Silver's might be nothing. really important, actually, for that. Yeah. You know, but um, it, it is a concern, certainly given how we, we got done over by Everton, I think. Well, yeah, but that, I think that was also because we gave the first goal away through yeah, a ridiculous fair uh, enough. error. And, it was, um, what was it, a nil-nil draw won by a penalty? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And we hit the post. I, I, I think, yeah, there, there is. I mean, cover could be gnarly. Yeah. Um, and there is. Kante. Uh, yeah, Kante and, and Jorginho. I think, you know, there, there's a way to play against them, uh, you know, and, and, and we can play that way if we want to. But one of the things, and you talk about naivety, is it's been said for ages. We, we're not nasty enough. We haven't been nasty enough for a long time. But. You know, the, the the Wolves goal, the, the the winning goal, I was screaming at somebody to just haul him down. Yeah. And and, and nobody did. And and that I don't know. Was there anybody close enough to do it? You're you're right. Somebody I think Zuma could have done. Well, I I think they could mentioned have just that. basically taken him out. They mentioned okay, that he might have got sent off. Yeah. But at least we would have got a point. But they meant they mentioned that in the uh, either in the post match uh, discussion or, or, or it might have even been Matthew Upson, although I doubt it. We we've got to wrap this part up, unfortunately, because I've got the, the lovely James Jones waiting in the wings. Uh but we will uh in a minute be talking about uh the Chelsea West Ham game, but from the West Ham view with James Jones from We Are West Ham podcast.
Arsenal fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea. Footballfancast.com Right, welcome back. This is the Chelsea Fancast, a Friday night preview show with me and uh, him over there. Look, he's honestly he looks like a like a bit part from Minder tonight. J.K. Hello, mate. All right. Yeah. How's your How's your arrows? Yeah, pretty good. Thanks. Lovely. Yeah, I was on the other night. I know. I know. We were all watching it. Yeah. It actually, no. It actually, has made me want to go and buy the entire Minder box set, but uh, maybe I'll wait. Uh, Clayton, Clayton Beam, and the lovely Clayton is with us as well. Hello. Good stuff. Now, I did promise you this. Uh, it is time for this. The Opposition View. And on the Opposition View this week, we have the lovely James Jones from We Are West Ham podcast. And I was talking to the lads before uh, beforehand, uh, James, about the last time I saw you. And I, I thought it was, uh, you know, horribly drunk at the uh, Football Blogging Awards in Manchester. We'd all been in the Etihad or the Emptyhead Stadium, as I should call it. And and you did actually clarify that for me. And well, you did. You verified the fact that was the case that I was horribly drunk with you at the football blogging awards. I, w- I wouldn't say you were horribly junk- junk- tr- I, I I hide it you well. Were, you, you were nicely drunk. Nicely <laughs> drunk. Are you his boss? Because oh, that's the other. That was boss. the other question, wasn't it? Technically, <laughs> I think James is. He's head. He's your head of content at Snack Media, aren't you? Deputy head of content. Head. Not quite. Not quite head yet. I haven't quite knocked Martin off his perch yet. No, but no, I will we do eventually. Well, he's more senior than all of us. Put it that way. So there you go. <laughs> now, now we've got that. Obviously, the most important thing out of the way. Um, right. First, first up, James. Really, I mean, West Ham are doing really, really well this season. And I know because I've spoken to you about about it before, and I've spoken to Will about it a lot about Moyes and not not hugely popular down at West Ham, but I would, I, I, well, I don't know. I'm just going to ask you, you know, has, has West Ham fans' opinion of Moyes changed because of how well you're doing or are you still a bit meh? I think that the general opinion has changed. Um, it was only, what, three months ago, probably at the beginning of the season when, you know, the whole, well, even before the beginning of the season, the whole Dean Garner sale and the, everything that happened with that and then losing our first two games of the season, that opening defeat to Newcastle kind of made everyone think, you know, this isn't going to work. Yeah, Case kept us up twice, but he's not the man to take us forward. He's not the man to to help fulfil the promises um, that the board have made over the last four or five years. But here we are, what, three or four months down the line and, and doing pretty well. And you, you look at any interview with any player um, and if you just look at the general feeling of, in and amongst the squad, it seems like the players are actually playing for him. They respect him, um, and they want they want to do well as collectively and for him as well. So, and I think the fans are bought into that as well. The fans are bought into his ideas uh, and what he's currently doing. So, the, the general feeling is that it's Moyes in, um, but as uh, as we all know, uh, football fans are fickle, and I think one or two defeats down the line, and that might change well, very, very quickly. Was... But but we are we are enjoying it as as things stand. We're loving it. Well, I was going to say, James, as you well know, I've got a lot of mates. Funnily enough, who I, I, I've been blessed really that I've got more West Ham mates than I have Spurs mates, and I'm kind of quite glad it's that way round, really. And and it's perennially whenever I've got drunk with them and had a chat with them about the football, it, that that it's it, they are the epitome of it's the hope that kills you type of club. You know, and even even the chat where I was having with Will on WhatsApp the other day was it won't last, it won't last, it never lasts mm. at West Ham. You know, I've got a nosebleed, but it won't last. So, I mean, do you think? Do you think? Because Moyes kind of did this kind of a job with Everton, didn't he? I mean, he he got a consistency out of them after a few years. He was getting them, he got them into the Champions League. You know, so maybe if you stuck with Moyes, he might do that. But I wouldn't imagine win the title. But he'll keep you there yeah. or thereabouts. Do you think it'll last? At the moment, yes, I do. I think what what happened before was that he he didn't get the time. He got six months in his first stint, and then got got sacked off for, for a big name manager in Pellegrini, which didn't work. And then he was brought back. And I think the feeling now is that he's been given the time. He's been given the transfer window to really put his ideas into the squad, really bring a couple of his own players in. Um, and a lot of people forget he, he kept us up twice with a squad that wasn't actually his twice. Um, and now he's building a squad that is actually his and ideas and tactics that are his. Um, and I think he, it, it can last. Um, and I hope it does. Obviously, everyone makes the comparison to Everton. Obviously, that was over a prolonged period of time. 
Um, whether he can he can do it over five six years at West Ham, I think remains to be seen. But the early Look, signs, the early signs are good. I think you've got some very good players at the moment. I think Suchek's excellent. Well, I don't want yeah. you and so so Bowen, who's really been a revelation for me. I thought Norwich coming into into uh, into the Premier League, but he's been fantastic. And of course, Antonio, who I think is absolutely terrific. Antonio is a top striker, and. Uh, he was. In fact, he seemed to be played on the wing much more earlier on. The very fact that now he plays through the middle completely bullies people non-stop. Yeah, he's done it to he's, us a few he, times. He's, he does. He's such a unit, and he's, he's, oh, I think he's fantastic. So you've already got three players. You think, well, um, they're 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 they'll scare anybody. They'll create chances. Haller's goal the other night. Bloody hell. Yeah, and Hall, yeah, Haller suddenly. I always feel he's slightly embarrassed. I always feel he doesn't really want to play for Hammers, but then he scores, you know. Well, I just, he, he sort of looks like self, terribly self-effacing whenever he plays, he scores, and he goes, oh, sort of, oh I'm not sure I want to yeah. do that. Oh, you know. But he clearly, he's a, he was a class act in in, in uh, the Bundesliga. So um, you just think, oh, we've got some decent players. I'm not surprised at all. I thought, I've always, I've always thought Antonio was excellent, even when he was playing on the wing. And there were rumours that he was going to come and join Chelsea, but uh, whatever, whatever, I think Chelsea were after anybody at the time seasons ago but now he seems absolutely to have found his niche top player really top top player he is and um david Moyes has completely changed him into yeah, it, um, him, yeah yeah he was a he was a, almost a utility player i think he's played in every position barring center back for us uh, and goalkeeper um but up front under david Moyes, he's a completely different player they've literally just announced that he signed a, an extended contract in well, 2023 as well yeah um and he, he's been superb and him getting injured really worried us well, a little bit because we were like, well, Haller's not doesn't score consistently enough. He's out of confidence. You know, he doesn't really suit the system and, and the style of play that David Moyes wants. Um, so yeah, he, he is a superb player. And the, the two other players you mentioned, Suchek and Bowen, both David Moyes sign, signings. Yeah, what you said, what you the said he's creating his own side, definitely. Completely changed Suchek, it. Yeah, Suchek looks really top. Mm. You know, you just wonder yeah. where some player comes and you think, I've never heard of him. God, he's mm. terrific. The headers he gets, really class, classy stuff, that. But the, uh, the jewel in the crown, of course, James, as we all know, is, is uh, <laughs> soon-to-be Chelsea player Declan Rice. What are you going to do when we have him in January, mate? He's not going anywhere look at in this January. look on your face was priceless. Definitely not going. <laughs> Definitely not going in January. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he went in the summer. But, really? um, yeah, I just wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised at all. But selling him in January would be, I mean, if the board nuts. haven't... If the board haven't committed suicide already, they will do then. Um, it just they just can't do it. It just won't happen. Here's a question though. I mean, and this kind of I'll tie this in with another thing I was going to ask you really, which is because you know we all go back as you can tell actually, and you know because you've known me for a while, but we're all quite old and we go back quite a long way. And and matches against West Ham have always we've I've always loved the West Ham Chelsea derby, whether it's up there or, or, or over at our patch. Uh, they are a bit tasty. They, they, they. I, there's, there's a, there's a, there is an edge to them, and I love that. But um, so I want to ask you about what it means from your perspective, the Chelsea West Ham derby. But also, what on earth will West Ham fans think if Declan Rice upsticks and goes to Chelsea? I mean, they're, they're not very pleased with the club at the best of times. I mean, there'll be a riot, <laughs> won't there? I don't, I don't think there'll be as much of a riot uh, in comparison to say when Frank Lampard or, or Joe Cole. Uh, more so Frank Lampard when when he moved to, from West Ham to Chelsea. I think what, a lot of fans. What about Scott Cannon? Um, well, <laughs> I, I think <laughs> I think we're I think this is a completely I got, different. I've got to show it? you that. Have you seen that? That's better. That's a sticker. You like? Yeah. That? You like that? Love that. <laughs> Love that. Proved a lot of people wrong, isn't he? Um, he certainly did. So I mean, I just I think a lot of fans have. Um, they've resigned themselves to the fact that he will go back to Chelsea eventually. Um, it's well documented, even come out today, that his dad's a big Chelsea fan. Um, he's a Chelsea fan, was there when he was, what, eight, nine, ten years old. So I think that we're resigned to the fact that when he does leave, it probably will be Chelsea. Um, and I think that will probably dilute the outrage a little bit and the sort of the, the fans being a little bit upset about it because um, he can't stay with us forever, not because he's just such a class act. Mm. Um, he's that good, but yeah, he is that good. He's he's brilliant, and we, we, we've seen 
him go from, you know, making mistakes in the first team in Moyes' first stint and Moyes hung, hanging him out to dry in public and a lot a lot of fans going, he's probably not going to not gonna last to now being, you know, he's, he's not noble of, um, of the starting 11, got the armband, um, starting every time for England um, and he's just getting better with every game and we've seen his development. Um, it's almost been quicker than anyone even imagined. So, um, yeah, he's a class act and... He's, he's fast becoming too big for West Ham, which is, sounds really weird to say, but um, if we don't progress, then he's going to have to. Mm, it's very honest of you, James, I have to say. So what about the derby then? What does it mean to you? Uh, to me personally, I mean, um, I put it up there along alongside the rivalry that we have with with, with Spurs. Um, and I think want to win. It's the one we want to win. Um, probably, maybe a little bit less than the yeah, one against Spurs. Yeah, but everybody hates Spurs. But every, everybody hates Spurs. Yeah, but <laughs> I think a, a lot of my mates go. You know, we want to win any, any London derby. Any London derby counts, and that's true in some ways. But I think when it comes to the, the bigger London clubs for West Ham, I think they're the ones that we desperately want to win because they're, you know, the likes of Chelsea, Spurs used to be Arsenal, not not anymore. But when you know they're competing for trophies, competing for the league and stuff like that. That's where we want to be. You know, we aspire to be there. Um, never have been there, but we still aspire to be there. So we want to beat those clubs because, you know, they're, they're almost the benchmark um, for, for, for us in London. So um, I definitely um, love playing Chelsea and I know a lot of other West Ham fans do as well. So it's definitely, Monday night's definitely one that don't really want to lose it. Yeah, I can understand that. So how, how do you think it's going to go then? Um, I think given given the form of both sides, uh, I think we've got we've got a chance. Obviously, we won there last year uh, against all odds, really, and um, especially with David Martin in goal. Um, Do you remember? Jesus, strong, <laughs> strong, stronger squad this year, in better form this year. Um, I, I, I fancy us to get a chance. I think I think if we come away with a point, I take it all day long. Mm. But um, but yeah, I think if we play the way we have been doing over the last few weeks, particularly with the likes of Ben Rama and his flair. Um, with Bowen causing problems down that right-hand side. Um, and if Antonio's fit, but it probably will be Haller again with Antonio off the bench, um, you know, he's going to cause problems, as we've already said. So I'm, I'm quietly confident, but I'm not I'm not over, uh, as confident as perhaps I should be. Well, we, we normally play yeah, you when we're, exactly. when we're playing really well and you beat us. And it's always, a, it, one is in despair because we normally play as badly as we've just played against... Uh, was um, it was it Everton. not last season where we were on our winning run? Yeah, we were exactly. We, we, play, we, we played won seven games in a row. Yeah, exactly. You well, looked in there with exactly. a with a standing goalkeeper. Yeah, we pummeled yeah. you for ninety minutes and yeah. you won one nil. But not and not which is unusual because normally, and this is the thing that really pisses most Chelsea supporters off about West Ham, James. Whenever we play West Ham, you can be absolutely shit, and then you play against us and you look like nineteen seventy Brazil. Yeah. Every you can every you can guarantee every, yeah. it, mate. Whereas in this instance, you're playing really well, and we're now playing like shit. So I think we'll win easily. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true to, to say, say it wouldn't surprise me. Was it that the, the the season where Spurs almost won the league and didn't? We did them, and you did them. Yeah. I mean that that's I haven't got a problem with West Ham. I really haven't, and I don't know why that is. But perhaps because I. A child of the seventies, and and I loved watching West. Come on, Ham, Clayton! They, they won the really... World Cup for us. We've got well, love they did, for that. But, but but they they were they they've always been an entertaining side to a certain extent. I know you don't want to hear this. I know you want us to hate. You. <laughs> but I I've basically never had a major problem with West Ham apart from the fact you keep beating us. Um, you never chased round Upton Park by anybody. Oh, of course that? I was. Yeah, of course I you mean, were. It's okay, horrible. Yeah. It was me, absolutely me on Clayton, several occasions. Clayton was, was going there. chase me. It wasn't. <laughs> no, but I mean, you had the chicken run and all the rest of that. Oh, my God. One no, bloke but singled I... me out for the whole game when I was standing there to just constantly slit his throat all the way through. And he, I, he, was saying, he said, I hated you in Minder, he was saying. That's what he was saying. He was, saying. Yeah. <laughs> he was just going, oh, you, you, cut. Excuse me, I can't say that word. Oh, you, 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 you. <laughs> For 90 minutes with his kid next to him and his kid joined in. His kid was about 10. Oh, I kept saying, watch the game. Watch the game, mate. Watch the game. You, you, get, none, you get none of that in, in Stratford now. They're just no, of course you popcorn. don't. I know you don't. I know, yeah. Not that Pop, I missed that. Popcorn I'm and a craft saying, beer, mate. I, I, I love the ground. I just love it. I love it. But what, you love the new ground? 
Well, I love I love the, the Olympic Stadium. Oh, I love get it. Out of here. No, but excuse me, let me finish. Let me actually allow me allow me allow me to say what I was going to say. I love it as a stadium, as a stadium for, as a home stadium for fans. It's probably a disaster, but it is. It is. But for you know, aesthetically, you look at it and you go, God, this is great. The Olympics was held here. Wow, look at that. Oh, look at that fact. But but yeah, but you're, oh, you're too far away. And I was peering into the distance. It was bits of it were like watching at Stamford Bridge before the redevelopment. Yeah. You know, it's that aspect. Good point. But, yeah, but I love it as a stadium. So am I allowed to say that, Chidge? I love it. No, no. I went there every time I've been there. It's I've on got, the band oh, list, mate. Oh, you know that. It's on the band, on the band, band list. Band words, band phrases, band opinions list. What, B-A-N-D? The one I send round to you before every show, you know that one? Oh, was I not supposed to have said that? I'm no, so sorry. No, no, no. Oh, God. It's all right. Sorry, we'll, we'll, we'll forgive you because it's you. James, before this show completely descends into farce, this normally happens, by the way. This is... This is uh, My peak, fault. Peak, no, this is peak Chelsea fancast, mate. It's what we do. <laughs> But um, yeah, so I mean, I, I get where you're coming from. So uh, about, I mean, if I was in your shoes, I would be feeling more confident, I think. But uh, I do get where you're coming from. These games throw up some odd results, don't they? Uh, let's get a prediction out of you. I'm going to go. I think on our on our show, I went one all, I believe. So I'm going to go with one all again. Mm. Uh, I'm going to stick to my guns. One all. Um, I think that'd be. I'll, I'll take that now. I've got one more thing to have a go at you about, actually, because we've been doing this brilliant thing called the Prem Predictions League, right? A lot of us are involved on the fan cast, and obviously you have to predict the score for every Premier League game. And last year we did something with Who Knows Wins, which is like a betting app, and we had to predict a win, lose, or a draw. And me and a few mates, there's a couple of them listening live in Mixler tonight, bloody West Ham, mate. Every week, I would predict them. If I predicted them to win, they'd get thumped. If I predicted a draw, they'd win. If I predicted a loss, uh, every time, every week, they would let me down. And I'm, I'm, I'm holding you personally responsible for this, James. So, mate, that is the everyone talks about the West Ham way. That's the West Ham <laughs> way. There is West Ham way. has got nothing to do with style of football or anything like that. It's 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 winning when we shouldn't win and losing when we should win. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Can I just say, Chid, you wrote down here, what does this derby mean to Wham fans? <laughs> Wake me up before you go-go. But no, in fact, it's, he meant West Ham. He just didn't put a full stop I in didn't, it. I didn't actually see that. I know. That's, yeah, yeah. that's very good. I looked at it and thought, God, what did they support? What? what what's that? Oh, no, I see. It's just West Ham. I got Andrew it, it Ridgely was, on the bench, mate. Sorry, James. It was, it was wake me up before you go-go under Allardyce, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. Fair oh. enough. God, Absolutely. James, should we, have a, should we have a minute silence for, for West Brom West fans? Brom. Yeah. Oh, yeah, bless them. Uh, James, as always, you've been brilliant. Thanks for coming along and, and, and uh, you know, giving us your opposition view. Uh, I very much look forward to the time when I can actually meet you for a beer. It's been far too long, mate. Yeah, no, it's been a pleasure, guys. And uh, yeah, I look forward to that as well, mate. Lovely yeah, stuff. Mate. Also. Say hello to all the Snack Media people for me and we will see will you do. again soon. Take care, mate. Cheers. All the best. Good luck. Thanks, James. Happy Christmas. Yeah, happy Christmas. And to you, indeed. happy Christmas. Yeah. Well remembered, Jake. I always forget this time of year. So there you go. That was James Jones from uh, We Are West Ham podcast. Is uh, an old mate. And uh, as, as, I, I think it's true. We've all got a bit of a soft spot for West Ham. I know we're not supposed no, to say that. No, we haven't. That. Okay, me and Clayton have got a bit of a soft spot for West yeah. Ham. I know we're yeah. not supposed to say that. Anybody yeah. who was in the shed end in 1984 would probably drunk. Was it 84? It was quite, it was quite funny. The, the, the wonderful James who posts all these uh, amazing videos uh from games yeah, i know him he's brilliant isn't he um he he posted one from i i can't remember what season it was but we won 2-1 midweek it was a season where we got gubbed by them 4-0 at home and then lost to uh, uh, over easter and then lost to qpr 6-0 and it was a season that west ham very came really close to winning the league but we went there on a, a wednesday night and we won 2-1 the the Aerially challenged Pat Nevin heading in a Kerry Dixon cross to, to win it. But I was just recounting to my mates because we basically stood in, in their North Bank because that was the safest place to be is to stand with all the West Ham fans. And I remember when Nevin scored the winner, I went, Yeah, bastard, bastard. <laughs> and I remember when we were leaving, people were mumbling under their breath. They're bloody Chelsea fans, they are. Oh, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. I had a similar experience with Martin Levy back in the day, but there you go. Brilliant. Right, uh, we're going to have a quick break, and then when we come back, it's going to be our turn to have a look ahead to the West Ham-Chelsea match on Monday night. 
fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Up the Chelsea! Footballfancast.com Right, welcome back. This is Stanford Chidge, and I've got the um, efficacious Mr. Jonathan Kidd. I was going to say effervescent just then, actually. I think Eff- you you are efficacious, mate. You make Eff- me feel better every Friday and Monday. Oh, thank you. You very do. Much. Your little face coming Sweet. staring out at me from Zoom. Your little face yeah. in the grass. Love face in the, gr- in the grass. Face in the grass. There That's you go. Making the grass. Face in the grass. So there we go. I've got Jonathan Kidd, the absolute Woo. legend that is Jonathan Kidd, uh, and uh, I'm just I'm really just his bag man on this show. Everybody knows it. And uh, the absolute. I mean, you know, he's everybody's favourite. I mean, it's you know, fair housewife's play. Choice. He's the housewife's choice. He's everybody's favourite. We love having him on the show. We've got the lovely Clayton Beerman with us. Hello. Hello. Uh, right, so um, it's our turn now to have a think. My first question for you, for the panel tonight, I'll go, go with you first, Clayton. Is this a must-win match or a must-not-lose? Oh, God, I don't know. I mean, I don't think we need to win it, but what I do think we need to do is I think we need to look like the team that played against Leeds again. Um I know it's going to be difficult because West Ham don't play particularly expansive football, to say the least. Um, I don't know. I I think we're just looking for us again. This this season has got horrible sort of um, similarities to last season. We we went on that, that long winning run and then we lost a couple of games and sort of lost our way a bit so i'm just hoping it was interesting you mentioned zh um because he it looks like we are really missing him yeah balance we, mate uh, balance yeah and i i think that's 100% right now i i know that frank said that both he and callum were back training again um but i don't I, from the from what Frank said, it, it didn't seem to be confident that either one would start. They'll probably both be on the bench. Uh, but I do think having ZH back would be a huge help. I really do. It's interesting, is it? You call him you call him ZH. We call it. We both call him ZH, and you called Adoy Callum. So somehow mm. there's a kind of intimacy with Callum that we don't have with ZH, and yet ZH is. Oh, that, that's because Callum's homegrown and ZH has is been bought in. No, uh, I've Hudson got Adoy, no idea. Hudson yeah, yeah. Adoy is I've also a male. No idea. And yeah, but I I just like calling him Adoy. Um, uh, but you know, Callum Callum is a kind of. That's oh. because you went to a school where everybody got called by their surname. I'm here. Put him tush. Absolutely it. right. Yes, even now, still, somebody phoned me up the other day and said, "Ah, oh, kid." Did you know that Mackenzie had died? Did you know that Mackenzie? I kid you not. He said, "Did you know that Mackenzie had died?" I said, "I don't give a fuck." I said, "He was a turd." Oh, okay oh then. God. Thanks. Bye bye. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> sorry about that story. It's revealed far too much about me. Um, um, yes, uh, 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 I think Zayich is wonderful, but I, I really hope we don't have to completely rely on. Well, perhaps it was the, the fact that Havertz was just play when he played on the wing, seemed to pass constantly deliver half passes you could see James getting unbelievably upset with him um that uh he seems not to deliver correct crisp passing to in areas where he's made the space and he then just either lays it off I don't know what's happening with them both with both German players at the moment um uh but yeah I'm I uh, I don't know what's gonna happen um uh, I, 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 I once think, again I we're in the, the same situation as last no, I think the sorry, Havertz to, thing. Yeah. No, I'm just sorry to interrupt, but I think the Havertz thing. Yeah. I, th- I think not saying you, but I think there's been a gross overreaction. If you just recall, before he uh, had COVID, he was looking fantastic. He really was, and he looked. I think Burnley was his last game before he was taken ill, and he looked really, really good. And since he's come back, he's looked awful. And I don't think you can underestimate the damage that COVID's done, well, to indeed, be perfectly indeed, honest. But, really, but then why select him, Clayton? Why does Frank be- select well, him? Well, I, I, one, because I, because we haven't got anybody else at the moment. I mean, if you've got Ziyech, Hudson-Odoi and Pulisic, we're all out. Um, I, I personally, I would have played Kovacic ahead of him on Wednesday or Tuesday night. Rather than put him on the wing, why didn't he play um, 
Angerin. Yeah. If, he, if they think he's he's you know he's actually well, I, I don't know if you if you saw any of um, there's no reason why he should have done, but uh, Chelsea under 23s beat Man United under 23s 6-1 and Andrian played, and it's quite interesting because the remark about Andrian was exactly what people were saying about um, Ruben Loftus Cheek, uh, cheeky to his the, friends. The, the fact that he's now outgrown. The under 23s, you know, he looks like a school bully. He looks like yeah, the guy yeah. in the playground who's bigger than everybody else. And he just looks too good for that, which is yeah. what they were saying about Callum. So whether he's good enough for the Premier League, I don't know. I thought he played pretty well yeah, um, right. on his debut. Yeah, he did all right, didn't he? I mean, it's an interesting thing. I mean, I think it's so difficult for us particularly us, actually, because we've been watching football for such a long time. So therefore, we're a bit more you know, kind of wedded to, to certain things, perhaps. And and the reality is this season is very different from any other season because of the frequency. It's, it's like playing in the championship, which, you know, we know is very, very arduous. Uh, you've got COVID flo- floating around. We don't quite know what the impact on these players is going to be. We know that there's lots of uh, kind of soft tissue injuries that are developing. And, of course, we... we you know, we spend our lives on these bloody shows, don't we? Su- making suppositions about stuff that we cannot possibly know about because we're not there, which is very frustrating. But I think the evidence for all of this, JK, is in how absolutely billy bonkers this league is. I mean, this time last year, Liverpool damn near won the thing. But this year, I mean, if we win on Monday, I mean, I know everything will have changed. So if you kind of, if everybody plays at the same time right now, if we won, we could we could go third. If we lose, we could go 11th. Could, and if we lose again, we could be in the relegation. Well, I mean, yeah, but then you win a couple of games and you're in the top four you're back again. Up again. I no, know, I agree, so it's I think, crazy. Yeah, I, think, I think possibly we're overreacting. But once again, I'm, I'm, I'm reacting as if I'm nine again. You know, I just want them to. What do you mean? Every... You you always do that, mate, don't you? I know every time I do is well, you can watch the look at the graph. You know, I think they're wonderful. They're playing wonderfully. I predict huge scores. You I said really we weren't going to lose a game through weeks. Yeah, ago. exactly. I said that. I said I thought they could beat all of them. I thought they could have beaten all these. I think teams, they're good enough to do it. Should have done, and yeah. they are good enough. So, the, but I don't therefore know what team is going to turn up, which is exactly the same problem we had last year. Yeah. We just well, didn't I, know. I do think, I mean, it's an interesting thing, isn't it? Because, I mean, Frank Frank made a, an excellent point, as he often does, uh, you know, in, in these post-match presses. You know, he, he does tend to speak in facts, I think, most of the time. But whilst it is true to say that there are players, I mean, God, we've got a World Cup winner in the squad in Kante we've got a champions I think I'm not sure if Silva's won the Champions League but he's won pretty much everything in the game you know we have got some very experienced uh, winning players but we've still got a lot of very inexperienced players and Frank was making that point we've got players that have been out on loan recently players that have been playing in the championship and I do think it's this mentality thing and you know, we mentioned it on Monday, didn't we, J.K.? Clayton wasn't with us then, of course. But I mentioned that Blackburn game in 2005, which was a yeah. real rites of passage game for that team where they got the shit kicked out of them. And, you know, Blackburn threw the kitchen. Blackburn didn't sit there trying to defend. They threw the kitchen sinkers. But they found a way. They found a way to get through it and win. And I think this team needs to... Needs a needs a match like that. Needs a result. It hasn't like got that. it yet, but it hasn't. This team hasn't got it. Yet. Well, they haven't. But that's what they're going to have to do if they're yeah, going to win, win a title. Win a title. Absolutely yeah, agree absolutely. with you. Absolutely. Yeah, but yeah. they've got the skill. I've got no doubt about that, and the huge potential. But there is that's what's missing for me at the moment. All right. Enough of all that malarkey, Clayton. Who's going to start for you? I think you you kind of tipped us a wink a minute ago, didn't you? Really. Well, I think it, dep- it depends on the. Um... So the defence picks itself, uh, midfield, obviously, Kante and uh, and Mount. I would probably go with Kovacic um, because I think they're going to be midfield heavy. Uh, Depends if Ziyech is is fit, I'd pick him. I'd actually uh, pick Werner and I'd pick Abrahams because I have to say, and I know that he hasn't had the service and I know that he scored a goal against Wolves. I actually think that Oli Giroud has been a bit meh the last two games. I'm not, I, 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 listen, don't get me wrong. I'm not 100% sure that, that Abrahams has looked any good when he's come on. But um, I, I would mix it about a bit because it's obvious that 
what we've got at the moment's not working. So go back to to something that did work at the beginning of the season. I thought that um, that Giroud revealed the fragility of his his performances. He can score great goals. I thought the goal he scored against Wolves was great, mind you. He can score that. But he's, he's a great he's, goal scorer. He is a great goal scorer. And I wish he'd got that header early on. But he was completely, as I said last week, he was completely in Mina's pocket. Mina is a, you know, Colombian World Cup Cup player. And uh, and he struggled a bit because he was under pressure. And uh, and I thought Frank should have reacted sooner in both games and taken him off earlier. Um, yeah, uh, but, I agree. But, but at the moment, for me, Abraham isn't the answer. I think he should have shifted it around and put Werner in the middle and at least given him an opportunity yeah. to actually figure. Which you can um, do if you've got two fit wingers. And I think this is the... I think we're underestimating dilemma. how yeah. big a problem it is not having fit wingers at the moment. Yeah, well, as I say, if, if, if Havertz is so affected by COVID, which is absolutely possible, once again, we're speculating, then give give um, give uh, uh, Andrew a go. Because he, he, in the in the Krasnodar game, he wasn't taking people on, but he still looked an enormous unit. He looked, you know, but I, I think he's... he's he, you, <coughs> excuse me, one, one, of the, one of the problems that you've got is the fact that questions will be asked of Frank. You know, you spent 89 million on Havertz. Yeah. Why, is, why is a kid yeah, playing? But he could legitimately not... say uh, he's not recovered from COVID. Yeah, yeah. maybe. And I, I do think that that's the case. I mean, it's not... I don't think, you know, because we, we really... We had a right old ding-dong about it on Monday, didn't we, as I, as I recall, JK, but... Um, I don't think it's it's just COVID because I think JK actually makes a very salient point. If he's not fit, then he wouldn't be on. He wouldn't be in the team. You know, they're not idiots yeah. at the club. You know, um, you know, and it's far more scientific than it ever used to be. So you can't kind of hoodwink the manager. And say, oh, I'm all right, Gaffer. I'm fit. I'm all right. And then your hamstring pings after one minute. You know, it's very very scientific. But I I I think it's a it's a lack of match sharpness. You know, he he was laying in bed for ten days and he needs to get back up to pace. I think he's already he's he's struggling with the pace of the Premier League and adjusting to that anyway. Even though we've seen some good performances from him, so I think it will take time for Havertz. But um, I do think it's a problem with the wingers at the moment because we don't have fit wingers, and I think that's affected the balance of the side hugely. And I think essentially, you know, we know why Werner has been playing on the left. Werner's been playing on the left because Pulisic has been unavailable for most of the season. I do think that it worked quite well, actually. I mean, that was the genesis. I mean, everybody was raving about, oh, we've put Kante back in the middle and Mount's playing as a number eight and Havertz is a genius and he's silky smooth. I can't think what Plonker said that. Oh, it was me. He's playing in a number eight as well. It's all great, you know. But actually, I think one of the things that made the entire system work very, very well was the way that Tammy Abraham, who's very energetic, very pacey, puts himself about, but the way that he linked up and, and made space for Werner to cut in, I thought that they worked very well together in a way that I don't think it works quite so well with Giroud and Werner. Um, There's two speedy forwards running at a defence. Yeah, definitely. And But also with, with Tammy, I mean, I know he's not the finished article yet. I'd be the first to say that. But, you know, he is fast, so he can get on the shoulder of a defender. But he's also a big bloke. He's well over six foot. So he can be a nuisance as well. And he can play like a traditional number nine, which is to lay a ball off to somebody running onto it like Werner. So I think that they work very well together. And I think that that was one of the reasons why we look so good. Um, like you, Clayton, I think most of the team picks itself. The defence, certainly. Mendy, Chilwell, Zuma, Silver, James. Um if Havertz is not right, you know, if he's if he's not not in form, given that I never answered the question I posed, actually, I think this is a must-not-lose game, I'll be honest with you. I think if you've lost two off the bounce, you cannot lose the next one. I mean, you need you need to not lose the game. The next thing you want is a performance. The next thing you want is a win. So, much as I always love to win, especially against West Ham, I, don't, I think, you know, they need to get some confidence back. So does he risk Havertz if Havertz isn't quite at it yet? You know, I mean, I'd be perfectly happy to see Kovacic, Kante, Mount. They can play very well in that three. I would be perfectly happy to see Billy Gilmore, Kante, Mount in that three, to be honest, because I think Gilmore's a super player. If Pulisic is fit, which I think we, we know that he is, then he's an automatic pick on the left. Um, and that then causes a problem because Werner will play on the left, but is perhaps not so good on the right. 
do you want to play him in the middle when you haven't got another winger? It gets complicated. It really, really does. Or do you play Werner on the right? But um, uh, he, he tried to play him on the right during the week and he was he, he was non-existent. Didn't work at all, did it? Didn't work at all, no. You know, no. I mean, Pulisic is clearly much better on the left, but I'm sure he can play on the right. I mean, maybe maybe that's what he'll do. Maybe he'll go Werner left, Abraham in the middle, Pulisic on the right. And, and of course, you know, it's the modern thing, isn't it? They do switch all the time. And we, we've seen this for years and years and years. That's what the wingers do. So I don't see why they shouldn't do that. I think that would be the best eleven for me. Of what's available, I'm presuming that Ziyech and uh, and and uh, and your mate Adoy are not available. J.K. Frank is very good though at not putting players back in if they've been injured. He puts them on the bench. It seems to be quite a regular thing for him. Yeah, I agree. It wouldn't. It would. It, it, it wouldn't surprise me if Ziyech doesn't start. But he may be forced to. He may start with Havertz, knowing that he's going to take him off. I mean the really bold, the really bold move, which is, I mean, I think uh, I forget now because I've got a brain like a goldfish. One of you it might be New Clayton saying, "Well, why not give Andrew in a go?" I mean that me, would, oh, me, it was you. So twice. I, I, Thank you. Anybody would have thought I did that on purpose, wouldn't you? <laughs> I actually, I did it innocently. Honestly, I did, but that would be a really bold move, wouldn't it? And then you have Pulisic on the left, you have Werner in the middle, and you have Andrew in on the right. I can't. I just don't think Frank's. I, Frank's just not a risk taker. I don't. I don't. See I don't. I don't. I don't think. I think from from what you said before, he. This is a must not lose game, and I think picking Andrew is too much of a risk. Mm. I agree, chaps. Uh, so I think it. Well, it'll be very interesting. It is a conundrum, and it and it is a conundrum as we've said, caused really by the fact that we just don't have you know, two fit wingers. And I think that's what's causing us a problem. As Daryl says, my dear mate Daryl says, who'd be a football manager? Well, we all say we'd like to, but I think the reality is probably quite some, uh, quite different. Uh, and I can prove that in a minute when I reveal the positions in the Premier League predictions table. But before oh, we do that... we need humiliating me. Uh, well, I, I know you have no shame, so therefore I have no guilt. <laughs> but before we do that, we need our predictions for this one, really, JK. So what are you going? 5 nil again? Toto. Toto. A Desmond. Exactly. Okay, 2-2. Two, two. I think that's not a bad shout, actually. Clayton? Uh, same as James, 1-1. One, one. Yeah, I, I have to be honest. I know I, I, I don't like... I mean, I haven't actually done my predictions predictions yet, but um, I, I, I think I'm erring on the side that... I think West Ham are a decent side, you know. Uh, and I think we can't we can't lose this game, so I'm going to go one one with Clayton. But I think two two is equally a good shout. But I've got no idea what I'm going to pick tomorrow. But there you go. Well, that's what we think uh, now. As I promised you all, uh, the Prem Predictions League. Um, John Jonathan's favourite pastime of a week. What happened to you this weekend, J.K.? For fuck's sake, minus sixty. What are you doing, man? Really? Is that what happened? You got minus sixty. I mean, I have to. There's a caveat on this. This was a very difficult week. Nobody ran away with it, but you, no, well, you got you. the worst result of everybody. Minus sixty, mate. What no, happened? No, once again, my prejudice is, is I won't allow Leeds ever to. Leeds always lose. Um, uh, I don't. Want, I never give Spurs a result because I don't like them. Um, so I, perhaps I'm not the man to be doing this league. <laughs> but I love having you in there anyway. Uh, well, I should... just, just so we can have this same conversation. No, I, I, it gives me no pleasure. It, honestly, 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 it gives me no pleasure to see you doing a Sheffield United, mate, frankly. Yeah, That's anyway. Point, actually. I think I said Sheffield United would win. I think that was foolish. It was, it was saying they would win 10-0 that might have had a bit of an impact, yeah. wasn't it? <laughs> uh, well, anyway, I've already done the big reveal. Jonathan sits a, a bottom of the table in 31st position, uh, having got minus 60. Uh, Tony Glover got 63 points, but he's still in 29th. I'm reading the fact there's a there's a league within the league, Clayton. As I'm no, no doubt you would have figured out. There's the Chelsea fancast is in the league, and then there's everybody else. But uh, Mark Meehan is in 21st. Uh, Dane Whittle, the D Dane is schizophrenic when it comes to this league. He either he's shit or bust. He's got more spot. No, he, he's the second in the table for spot ons getting the prediction right. And you get 50 points for that. But he's in he's in nineteenth because he either gets it spot on or horribly wrong. But he he did all right. He had a good week this week. Um, uh, Martin, well, here's, here's the big news of this week. I can't believe this. The big news of this week is me. 
I was in 21st place, but I have shot up to equal 14th with Martin Wickham because I got 81 points. And do you know why, JK? Tell me. I did it again. I put, I got the bonus club right. Chef, I said Sheffield United would score the quickest goal. And do you know how I did that? With a pin. Exactly. That's two weeks yeah. in a row. I've literally stuck a pin in it because there's no point taking it seriously. And both weeks I've walked away with the bonus points. Shall I try that? Might as well. Works yeah. for me. I'm going to try it this week. So there you go. So I'm now in respect. To, I'm res- basically in the fan cast mini table, mini league. I'm second to Marco. Marco's in 12th. But uh, a lot of people had shockers this weekend. But one person who didn't, our performer of the week, is the lovely Bert Stoltz who got exactly 100 points, and uh, he shot up the table to 20th. Uh, the absolute genius that is Joe Mangola is still on top of the table, J.K. I don't know how he, he's been there the whole season. How does he manage that? I, I don't know, because he, he had a shocker this week. He got 22 points, which is pretty poor. You know, I mean, and he's still there. He's still at the top. He's hanging on there. Fair play. Joe, you're a legend, mate. And Bert, well done you. And I shall pat myself on the back a bit as well. Um, I, all I really care about is finishing finishing top of the Chelsea Fancast Mini League. And then I will be Where happy. Where am I in, in terms of the world? Am I still bottom? I don't look. Okay, thank you. I don't look. There's got to be people doing worse than you. I will check. If I, if I make every result 2-1 tomorrow do you think that might give me mean? a chance of winning a few points well it might do i've been a bit erring on the on the side of caution and and because you see you lose points for every goal that you get wrong so if you say somebody's yeah. going to wallop somebody 5-1 and they draw one all you lose a stack of points so two ones are not a bad way to go actually Okay, I might so just do that. A little bit of... Uh, not that I, that I wouldn't take any advice from me, mate, because basically my performance this season has been beyond shocking. I just... I've had a... I've actually... Do you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have my moment in the sun here. I've actually scored more points in December than anybody else. If the, if the league was just December, I'd be top. So I've had an absolute belter this month, but that just shows you how piss poor the other months have been, really. But there you go. And on that brilliant note, uh, I think it's time uh, for us to wrap up. Uh, a quick shout out for all the people at Mixler who've been listening live. Love you to pieces for doing that on a Friday, keeping us company. Uh, Clayton, dear boy, um, are you Hello. are you, uh, you you're, are you going to be going to the virtual pub in a minute? No, no, no. I I will be. What a shame you won't be there. Um, but it's been lovely to see you uh, tonight. We'll hope we'll see you again on Tuesday. I believe you will. Double Good dose of Clayton. It. Aren't we lucky? You can say yes. Hooray! It is allowed. It is allowed. Yes. Uh, so yes. we'll see you. We'll see you on Tuesday, Clayton. I'm looking forward to that already. JK, I, I will be in. Um, I will be in. What's the word? Malaga. Uh, <laughs> Bermuda. No, I won't. No, I will be in, in whatever that word is when you finish school for the end of term for Christmas. Demob happy. I, I demob happy. That's it. Thank you very much. Yeah. So your last day on Tuesday. It is. Oh, good on you, mate. Great stuff. Well, look, have a cracking weekend. Enjoy the football uh, on Monday, and we'll see you on Tuesday. JK, as always, an absolute delight to spar with you for an hour. I improved. I was a bit surly at the beginning. but, I, but you, you, uh, you hate losing, mate. I get it. Don't worry. It doesn't. It gets worse. Yeah. The older I get. It's Let like hangovers. Everybody out there who's much younger than me. It gets worse, yeah. everybody listening. Yeah. Let me tell you. Well, you know, it's like, as, as Clayton can tell you, I know you're not a drinker, but, you know, this is one thing they don't tell you when you're a kid, that the hangovers get worse the older you get. Yeah. And it's a bit like losing to football. You're dead right. I, mean, that... I, did, I did tweet on after the Everton game. Was it Chelsea ruining weekend since forever? 1905. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, it's just extraordinary. It's just absolutely extraordinary that that horrible, horrible sinking feeling. Oh. It just—it's ridiculous. And, and and what's even worse for my poor wife is that there is another human being in this house <laughs> who's now exactly the same. Yeah. We sit on the couch together. We just, you know, two surly just, blokes. I suppose, thank goodness my twelve-year-old daughter isn't interested at all. Yeah. It, yeah. Where are you are you watching the football, Daddy? Again? Again? Yes. But, I, yeah, but haven't again. you already watched it once? Isn't that exactly. enough? I get that from my wife sometimes. I have to say, and I think this is something that we can all relate to. I think it's a lot worse for us at the moment because we're not there. Uh, we're having to watch it on TV, so there is no out. There is no outlet. You know, when we go to the stadium, it's bloody annoying when you lose in the stadium. You you storm off to the pub. 
by the time you've met everybody and had a few pints and got it out of your system and got all the moans out and the post-match analysis and you're getting a bit drunk and you're starting to giggle yeah. and then you start to talk about other things and then it all yeah. dissipates and it's a it's a very cathartic that, that's the beautiful thing about going to the matches uh, there's that when, natural when I catharsis my, I told a mate of mine a Fulham fan that um uh, I, I've been. I was emotionally overcome by going, watching, just by standing, looking at the ground, by being there. He went out for goodness' sake. He went. He got a won the ballot for the um, Liverpool Fulham Fulham Liverpool game, and he went. Went into the ground, burst into tears. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think I'll do it when I go back, but uh, sadly that won't be for a while. Right, we've got to go. Uh, so uh, as I said, join me, J.K. Clayton, and Martin Wickham. On Tuesday, as we look back at the West Ham match and ahead to the Arsenal match on Boxing Day. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. See you next week. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, and keep it chills. Podcasts, die wir lieben. Es ist nicht alles gay, was glänzt. Oder doch? Das klären wir jetzt in Busenfreundin, der Podcast. Hey Leute, mein Name ist Ricarda. Ich bin Comedy-Autorin und die Stimme des LGBTIQ-Podcasts Busenfreundin. Und ich treffe jede Woche spannende Menschen und spreche mit ihnen über alles, was die queere Szene bewegt. Bei Busenfreundin gibt es Unterhaltung gepaart mit Haltung. Oft. Also nicht immer. Denn manchmal schweife ich auch ab, zum Beispiel mit Leuten wie Riccardo Simonetti, Sarah Kuttner und vielen, vielen mehr. Also schaltet jetzt ein zu Busenfreundin, eurem Lieblings-LGBTIQ-Infotainment-Podcast. Bei Acast finden die besten Podcasts aus aller Welt ein Zuhause. Abonniere diese Show oder finde weitere spannende Podcasts bei Acast oder wo immer du Podcasts hörst. 